Welcome back to Behind Our Door Mini. Welcome back. Hi, Danny. Hi, Julie. Hello, hello. Hi. Okay, we have a big congratulations big, to Julie. Big news. Retirement after 25 years with the Chicago Police Department. Yep. And uh, so proud of you. Thank I've you. I've known you for 15 of those or so. I know. And uh, how crazy. Just uh, really incredible accomplishment. How are you feeling you. about it? It's like a week yeah. ago. So this is like hot off the press. Yes. Extra, extra. <laughs> March, March 15th was the actual date that I retired. How's it feel? Um, I have to say I was very emotional over it because you spend so much time. It, it's part of your identity, you know? Yeah. And it's a long time then all of a sudden job. you wake up and think, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. What, what's next? And I don't really have a plan. Everybody keeps asking my plan, but I truly, I just, I don't have a plan. We have I a lot of good. transition going on. And um, for people who don't know, uh, I'm going to move to a different state, Ohio, and see how life goes out there for a while. And so I didn't want to set myself up with new house, new job, new right. everything. Um, yeah, but I truly am going to miss... A lot, like I'm going to miss the people that I work with every day and see every day. They become your family. And that's, I think anyone retiring suffers from that. And I imagine that like the police department, you, it's a really cohesive working together. It's not the usual job. It's not because you spend eight hours a day next to someone in a car or you work as a team consistently. So they're really like, we always joke that you're closer to them than you are your spouses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I bet. Because you're together all the time. Yeah, and considering all the stuff that we've had going on in the city for the past two years, we've spent 12, 14, 16 hours a day together. So right. you really have to like people. Yeah. <laughs> like, like your people. <laughs> yes. And I've been very fortunate that I really have worked with some of the best people I feel like in the, in this in this city, in the nation. That's great. So how would you feel March 15th, your last day, the next day you wake up in the morning and is it like, well, uh, um, uh, think I'll watch Dr. Phil. <laughs> I mean, did you get out of your pajamas? Yes. Yes, I did. Of course, you know me well enough yeah, that right. I like to keep busy. I never sit still. And so, um, we have a, a home that we've been working on for a while and that keeps me busy. Of and course. now we can focus on that. Right. And of course, doing this podcast, which mm-hmm. which I love is near and dear to my heart. And it's given, this will give me more opportunity to really invest myself in those things. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, Julie, it's, you know, you're an object in motion. You're going to stay in motion, right? But I think as, as far as the greater conversation around mental health, I think that a lot of people get up to this point in of retirement and then don't have a game plan, don't know what they want to do next, don't they think that they're going to be happy watching Wheel of Fortune until <laughs> the end of their days. And I think, you know, what's what's really important is that you maintain a sense of purpose, you know, and yes. that, that and I think that reminds me of a, a conversation we had recently about, you know, geriatric care and um, how so many people, you know, near the end of their life have all sorts of different things coming up, uh, met, like different maybe dormant mental health concerns that lay, you know, below the surface that end up bubbling up later in life mm-hmm. because they they don't have that um, 
that particular thing that they're working towards anymore and and the idle hands are or uh what what is the saying uh the devil's work you know is the is the idle hands right something of that nature when you're when you're still is when In the other bad words, things stay busy. come out yeah stay <laughs> busy stay busy but it's interesting that you bring up that point because when police officers and i think it's probably for all first responders when they retired there is a super high risk of depression Uh anxiety Uh and suicide sure you know and i think it's because you have been so high working in this job that requires so much for so long that you everything just drops Uh if that makes sense like like physically like think about your like serotonin your cortisol levels if you're always up and going and going and I think also you hear that from people that are in a field like doctors and, right. you know, just a really high stress, de- job. high stress, very demanding. And, and then all of a sudden they retire, there's no structure to the day and that can really bring you down. I feel like that really is a common story and people have to prepare, I guess, mentally prepare and hopefully get some kind of structure but it's also good to take a break. You know, you're thinking, what could I, what should I do? What, you know, this and that, get involved right away. I think it's, if you can, it's a good idea to just take a break and have your thoughts so, and so appreciate your accomplishments. Let go. Mm-hmm. Let go. But that's the hard part you when you're it. in a high-stress job is mm-hmm. it's almost like you know what you know, and then you don't know what had you, a, had a not what you don't know. Right. And, you know, sometimes you don't. You don't realize that you can have friends outside of these careers. Yeah. I think that's right. a struggle for a lot of people. I mean, it's yeah. change. You know, change is and anything is scary. Is, is scary and um it's an adjustment. And so I feel like it's just that it's stages. For some reason though, I, I feel like when I was younger I really hated change. I like change now. I mean it, I, I feel like I look forward to the new chapters and changes and I don't know why, but I just um, as I, I get older. How I about think you? you're in the minority in that in that way, though. As at least in my experience with my parents and other you know folks that are older than me, I find that they're more resistant to change and and yeah, that I know I I know what you're saying, but I yeah I, you're I saying know. older people don't like change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only the ones he's, in my life. He's already tied geriatric <laughs> yeah. to you, Julie, but that's okay. Oh, Just kidding. Boy. Just kidding. That's okay. That's what they called me in the office. I was the <laughs> oldest one, and all of a sudden, who knew being 50 was so old? Jeez. I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. No. <laughs> no. If I could retire by the time I'm 50, I think I'll be in a, in a good boat. You will. You will. But, I'm, I mean, I'm going to work, so let's not. Let's yeah, not you'll re- yeah, this isn't structure. the end of it for me, but at some point I will really retire. Although I will say my father-in-law did retire, and then went back to work because he was bored. Yeah. So I see it. My I dad retired. I think that's a lot of people too, though. I mean, yeah. you take a little break and realize you need. I I I say that I love change. I do, but I also really need structure. I mean, yeah, yeah. agreed. I uh, I feel like a lot of people need structure, and then a lot of people that are just more laid back are happy just seeing what happens throughout the day. You know, to each his own. I think it's also just about staying in contact with people you know like you were saying julia that you can make relationships outside of these careers you know that you can have your friends and keep your network up or keep those old relationships alive from your friends you know from the force 
but they say that um, uh, people who have friends are healthier than uh, people who don't smoke but have friends. Oh, gosh, I'm losing my words today. <laughs> people who smoke but don't have friends. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's Ramadan, guys. I, I, don't, I haven't eaten for 12 hours. Oh, jeez. Um, but if you were to uh, have friends and be a smoker, you're healthier than somebody who doesn't smoke but doesn't have any friends. Right? Oh, got it. Because um, of the social interaction exactly, with smoking. Exactly. Okay. So um, you know, the, having the friends is even more important than being a non-smoker, right? So it's yeah. making, maintaining those connections um, when you don't have any reason to, you know, like what, when you have a shared purpose, it's very easy to have mm-hmm. those relationships. But you have to keep them up um, regardless you know, just to, just to keep having something to go forward for, you know, and I think I, I get nervous for my dad, um, because he's a, he's a sole owner and operator of a funeral home in Cicero. And he spends so much of his time, you know, on his own already. And he's coming up here, you know, towards retirement and, you know, God willing, he'll be retiring in the next couple of years. And I just want him I want to encourage him to keep those keep those relationships up, right. you know. Well, right. And retirement is something you know is coming. You set a date usually. Mm-hmm. A date is set somewhat with some, you know, notice to yourself and thinking, how can I buffer the blow of big change like this? Yeah. And um keeping in touch with people, you know, really uh looking at interests and in what you're going to do when when you don't have your work routine. You can really plan, and um, you know it's a good suggestion if you feel like it's the. What am I going to do? Right. Well, well, let me back that up. So, being involved in in this job specifically has has really overtaken my life for many many years, because it's so demanding with all the things that happen, especially in this city, um, and you leave out or are left out of or just you lose a lot of connections because of that. <clears throat> you can't attend family gatherings. You know, Christmas is never Christmas, and Thanksgiving is never Thanksgiving. And it's it's hard when you're working consistently, consistently to make those phone calls. So I had to retrain my brain a few years back and think, this job can't be the end-all, be-all for my life. Mm-hmm. And I really need to... Um, nurture my relationships around me. So I made a concerted effort to start spending my off time with my family and my close friends. And those, you know, those friends you kind of hang out with and, you know, you're not real close. Like, they didn't matter to me as much anymore. I really had to focus on the people that that, are close to you. Yeah. And I think people need to start thinking about that. Like, start feeding and nurturing those relationships. I think that's just something that women are so much better at than men. You do? Yeah, I don't I know. I do too. Because the studies show, you know, most women have, I, I want to say it's like six to nine close friends that they can call for anything at any given time. And most men don't even have one. Wow. Most men don't have one. And okay, I, I so how many do you have? I have one. I have two off the top of my head that I know for sure that I can call okay. immediately and talk to. Um but do I always? No, you know, and um, I think that uh, aside from the kind of um, heart related problems that men have in older age, like part of the reason why they, they pass sooner is because they don't have any buddies, man. They don't have anybody that they're looking forward to seeing. At least attention. 
yeah, yeah release the tension so i know it, that it's not for everybody it's not everybody it's not uniform across the board right. but i think that it's important that if there's any male listeners out there and you're going to retirement Keep up with your friends, man. Go, Keep up go, with your friends and go also, bowl or something. Yeah, take, I was gonna say, take up some hot. I was just gonna dive into your passions, things you've never done. Challenge yourself, and you meet people through that too. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask that. Where Where do you meet people now that I'm moving? I think you meet people. Hang out through. at the grocery store in the produce <laughs> aisle. That's, That's where I met one. my wife. <laughs> oh, see. Well, there you go. <laughs> with but, a sign. But it's it's <laughs> passions. I mean, you said you might get a part time job. You meet right. people through that. Um, I, I fitness would, yeah you know I, I fitness places exactly yeah. fitness and um just doing what you're interested in will give you the opportunity to be with people that are interested in the same thing you are right and i laugh saying i embrace change and all that which i do stand behind my statement however my husband is retiring at the end of this week after 40 <gasps> years wow and so i'm i'm la- i've said i'm really looking forward to it but then again, <laughs> let's the next podcast in a couple of weeks. I'll be. We're gonna check back. I in. don't even know. Um, Will your marriage we'll survive see, it? Right. He, yeah, uh, this to be continued. So we'll see if I can put my money where my mouth is with this <laughs> statement of happiness. You may be getting a new job. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> or moving to a new state. Yeah, might be there roommates. <laughs> Oh, well, all that to say, congratulations. Yes. Oh, thank I'm you. proud of you, thank my you. pal. Don't make me cry. Again. I really am so proud of her. Thank you, guys. I love you. I love you, too. Don't forget, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We welcome your input. To contact us or any of our guests, please email us at mail.com. That's mail.com. And please don't forget to like and share our podcast. Um, Leave us a rating. Tell us how we're doing. We really want your feedback. It's important to us. We are so thankful that you are here and listening to us. If you or someone you know is in crisis struggling with mental illness, you can call the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255 or the NAMI Helpline at one 800 nine five zero six two six four until next time please join us for another conversation behind our door thanks for listening